Welcome to another episode of Mama Earth Talk. I'm your host, Maris Canal. Realizing just how much waste we generate on a daily basis, I've set a personal goal not only to reduce, reuse, and recycle, but to also educate the world about sustainability and how each of us can help preserve our beautiful planet. Thanks for listening. Let's dig in. Hey, Crazy Birds. I hope you guys are doing all well and having a super fantastic day wherever it is that you are. I'm really excited about today's episode. We are talking coffee, one of my favorite things. And today's guest is quite a special lady. She is the general manager of Responsible Cafes, which is a community organization aimed at reducing plastic and carbon emissions from the cafe community. She is also a mom of a five-year-old and in her spare time, she writes and illustrates children's books and also sing children books with a mental health theme. Crazy Birds, Without any further ado, I would like to welcome Joe Horsley. Hello, Noreska. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you. How are you guys? Surviving with all the floods? Yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm lucky I'm on high ground, but um, it's been terrible to see what's going on around the country. My heart's go out to all the people that have been affected. So yeah, the year that keeps giving, isn't it really? Exactly. Exactly. So, Joe, you have done some really, really cool stuff. And I mean, we're going to dig into the responsible cafes as well. But I want to know, like, what was that thing that set you off to start your sustainable journey? I was really fortunate. I went to an amazing school when I was younger and I didn't realize it was so great. But I went off to a very English. I went to boarding school and it was um, it was actually quite a unique microcosm of um, education where we were really taught about the environment and I we we there we had a farm we were very connected to the land with that we had a bakery there it was a really unique place and I and I think it was just drummed into me like my my first geography teacher I remember was this incredible woman who was one of the first women to run the, the London Marathon um, dressed as a rhino. And so she was an extraordinary yeah to 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 raise awareness around um, rhino tusks. Anyway, so it just, I think it just, it was just kind of constantly being seeded into me. And then I left school and then I realized that everyone, n- no one else really thinks like that. You know, we are a generally quite a, um, a selfish race and it really bothered me. And I, and I found myself working in large events. So I, um, I was actually, I trained to be a musician and then, um, I moved into kind of producing large music events and, and festivals and that's where I just saw how, quite frankly, gross humans can be and how disrespectful they are and how we have such little regard to for resources. And yeah, I just, it used to just eat me alive, the amount of waste that would happen at these events. And I suppose it, there was just anger just started to rise in my belly. And I just, I kind of found myself wanting to do something about it. So here I am. Oh, wow. Well, you've taken quite a long way around and now um, (laughs) you're obviously here. And it's it's amazing how some things just kind of develop and make us change and make us want to change. And that's just one thing that I love. And yeah, talking about music festivals, you know, we in one of the previous episodes, we also talked about, you know, more how we can be more sustainable when it comes to 
big events like this. And it's really when you take large scales like that, that you realize, wow, that's a mm. lot of people. You that's- really see it. It's very yeah. visual. Yeah. It's a real visual reminder. And there was one specific moment though, that really catapulted me into this space. And um, there was a bit of a perfect storm in my life. My my dear father had passed away and I was working in a communications agency where we were doing sponsorships for, for brands and in music. And this one, everyone was so excited. There was this new brief and it was like, Coca-Cola, it's a new brief. Woo-hoo! And I'm like reading it. And they were guys, this is your, this is going to be your project. And I, I remember reading it and it said, there's a real problem with um, their issue was that there was 16 to 18 year olds weren't drinking enough Coca-Cola. And I just, my dad had just died from stomach cancer. And I just, I literally resigned for like pretty much straight away. I was like, and I went and interned. I went, I went and completely turned my entire career upside down and started an internship at an organization called the Climate Institute, which um, this is in my, you know, just turned 30, which is, it was, it was really like career suicide, really. But um, I learned so much and working for an organization like the Climate Institute, where we were really delving very deeply into the issues around systemic climate change. But I was looking specifically at the systemic issues around the superannuation industry. And this is 10 years ago when no one really was really talking about the problems around high carbon investment. And yeah, yeah, it, it was like opening Pandora's box. And really, when you start to delve into some of these huge issues that are not only environmental, but the, the, the economics and the financial systems that all feed into the problems that we have. You can't pretend that you haven't seen that. So I just continued going and here I am. Wow. That is phenomenal. And, you know, to have that visualization and everything, that that's great. And kudos for you to make that career change, you know, and um, I'm sure it's something that you know, you you haven't regretted yet. <laughs> there are moments. There are moments when I think, why do I do this to myself? Oh yeah. goodness! But it's- so you are very passionate about coffee and very passionate about cafes so much that you started the responsible cafes. What exactly is that? Tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, so I can't take complete ownership for the fact that I started it, but I very much have been driving it for the last four or five years. Um, It actually started by a group of very passionate litter collectors in the eastern suburbs um, who would meet weekly to pick up rubbish on the beaches of um, Sydney. And they noticed over time that there was just more and more plastic waste. They decided to, but it was a very organic kind of idea they were thinking well how about one so one of the guys worked for google's map google maps and he was like well, how about we create a map where cafes can show up and if they give a discount for using your own cup it, it was just this kind of like let's just try put, putting a website together there was no strategy there was no big idea <laughs> and it just you know over like a few years something like two or three hundred cafes signed up and it was a real slow burn it was just a way of broaching cafes and having that conversation around specifically coffee cups, really, that was very much how it started. Mm. And then um, I actually got involved when I got glandular fever after my my first child. And a great friend of mine, Catfish Creative, she um, helped build the website and she heard that I was not doing anything, really struggling, actually. I was really, I I really struggled having glandular fever and not not working. So uh, she was like, why don't you volunteer and, and help us with this website. And I just thought, oh, okay, I'll give it a go. You know me. 
I remember I was the person that was responsible for the incoming emails. Um, like hello at Responsible Cafes, which is still my email address, weirdly. And overnight, I opened it up and there were thousands of emails just, you know, from concerned CEOs, teachers, children, grandparents. And I was like, what is going on? And I realized we had featured on The War and Waste. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. ABC's TV show. And that really was a huge shift for the, the community organization. It was, we were just all volunteers. And then suddenly it was like, all of these people were Pandora's box moment. They were like, oh my God, there's this issue around these everyday items that we're consuming at this obscene rate. And yeah, that, that was when I kind of really got my teeth stuck in because the, the movement really started to take off from there. And now we have 5,000 cafes across Australia and beyond that have registered um, on our website. So it definitely, definitely has taken off. Wow, that's phenomenal. And I mean, you know, as a cafe, you have so much power to reduce waste. Like, you know, I've been listening to you guys every week with your summit and it's been amazing. I've been learning so much. And just like yesterday, I had a coffee with a friend and I am very lazy to carry reusables with me. So unless I know I'm going to have a takeout coffee on the go. I won't take my takeout coffee because normally when you go to a really nice cafe, they would have cups. Otherwise, I just drink water and don't, you know, support them if they don't support my sustainability needs. And then the same cafe. So we were sitting outside. They had, you know, reusables like the ceramic cup and everything. And then we moved just to another table inside, which is more like their takeaway area. And they were like, oh, if you order a cup here, then we have to put it in a takeaway container. And I was like, what? No, you don't have to. And then, you know, the rest of the restaurant was more like very upmarket, only for lunch type of setting. And I was like, oh, that's fine. We'll have it on the other side, just literally two meters from where your table is and have it in a in a ceramic cup. So it's things like that that I feel like, number one, drives me crazy. But most people won't think twice about it. They'll just be like, oh, okay, you know, I, I'm not going to move now. Just give it in the in the takeaway container. And then that just adds another like form of waste. So Yeah. So how do we get companies or cafes to actually register with you guys, whether it is like me wanting to register that company because they need to do better or, you know, actually a cafe that's really sustainable that want to, you know, be part of the movement as well? Yeah, it's really easy. They can just visit our website, uh, responsiblecafes.org and register for free. So what what we used to do is it used to just be very simple where you can just say that you give a discount for a cup. But however, a lot of research is coming out over the last, you know, since we started the last three or four years to say that behavior change is, is it's a lot more complex than, than dangling a 30, 40 cents discount. What they're actually saying, interestingly, um, what the research is showing is that actually putting a levy on disposable cups is the way forward, yeah. like we're doing with the plastic bags. However, that hasn't really been adopted yet in Australia, but it's it's working really well in, in Europe. So instead of giving people 50 cents off their coffee, it's saying you have to pay 50 cents for this disposable cup. So it's actually rewarding the people who use their own cup yeah. or use a swap system or there's all these there's so many great options now that it's actually it's really hard 
to really justify using a disposable cup, I, I personally think. And there's also some great disposable products because there's some terrible ones and then there are some some better ones. And yeah. There's a lot, as you've probably uncovered in this podcast series, which is amazing, by the way. So oh, congratulations. <laughs> a lot of a lot of really amazing stories that you've got. There's a lot of greenwash in mm. this space. And if listeners don't understand what that means, it's it's it's, a, it's definitely a marketing term for growing a business based on not the truth, really. Like it's not, it's not displaying, it's not being completely truthful about the life cycle of a product. An example of that is some of the compostable products we have out there. So a compostable product, there's a few different types. You've got your home compostable, which you can put in your in your home composting unit. And then there's commercially compostable. So commercially compostable, it really needs to go back to a, a specific location, uh, a commercially compostable location where there's a specific temperature and that product will decompose over time in that in that environment. But a lot of those cups just end up in landfill and actually causing quite a lot of environmental damage. And many people recycle them also with, especially the plastic cups. Well, they're not plastic, they're bioplastic and they have to go to these facilities. But many people don't know, they just see plastic and it ends up in the recycle bin. And I think it's really important that us as we as consumers, we do get angry about this because it's not, it's not fair because we're all trying to do the right thing. And I actually in a way I've been kind of left holding the baby responsible cafes because <laughs> we started with all these other people and now it's like just, I'm a bit left holding it and I would love nothing more than to just not be needed like it would be so great to get on with my life and I do lots of other things like I'm, I'm, I illustrate children's books and stuff but that, that's what I'd love to do I don't really want to be doing this anymore I just I just want everyone to start doing the right thing and yeah on the weekend I was having a drink at a very beautiful location an RSL actually overlooking the water and I got served my drink with a straw and it was one of the bioplastic straws and uh, this anger just the poor the poor staff I just got so angry I was like what are you doing firstly I don't need a straw in my drink I can can actually weirdly I, I can I can sip and also, what is this? And they were like, oh, well, look, our members didn't like the paper straws. And these are compostable. I was like, do you, do you actually know what it means? Do you know what that means? Do they do you collect all these straws and take them back to a commercial, commercially compostable facility? And they were like, no. And I'm like, well, then they could just be really careful about what you're being sold. And also, maybe you need to take a stance and go back to your members and say, this is an incredible location overlooking one of the most iconic beaches in Australia. We do not want to be part of the problem. We need to be part of the solution. I feel like everyone needs to stand up and really start getting a bit angry about this now because it's just, it's a bit pathetic personally. Everyone's like tiptoeing. Oh, you don't like the straws. Okay, we won't get what, you know. No, yeah, maybe bring your own. Yeah, don't serve a straw. Don't have a straw. (laughs) Only have a straw if you you really need one and you you ask one and you you have an issue with your mouth. Exactly. You know, I feel like it's just ludicrous. I mean, friends, I know friends are kind of sitting there going, oh God, what's she complaining about? <laughs> but it, I don't complain about it much, but this is the one thing where I'm just like, I do sometimes think if aliens kind of came down from wherever and just saw the way that we're treating this planet, I just, it blows my mind. If you think your friends were embarrassed, you should have probably experienced my husband a few times because normally when that happens to me, I stick it up my nose and I sit there in 
in my with the straw in my nose for a few minutes and I can see everyone gets uncomfortable and I'm like yeah you see the poor turtle that's gonna happen to him yeah, with the straw how, that's how it feels <laughs> yeah oh, so um yeah. so yeah that that's quite embarrassing for the people that's usually with me <laughs> so but I yeah, know but no, I, I think yeah. it's important it is it's definitely and that's amazing and I mean it's great that you guys are really helping also these cafes to kind of give them a platform and I mean you've mentioned it's mainly cafes in Australia so it's the whole Australia but it's also other places as well so if there's a place in the UAE that wants to join they can sign up. I run responsible cafes on an absolute shoestring and a lot of it's on voluntary time so it's open to anyone to sign up but you know whether I can then support that that cafe and the communications within that region that's the problem you know ideally what would be great is that we had I think I'd love to do something in the UK. I know that they're ripe for it and, and in the States, but these things take funding. And um, because we're not a commercial entity, we're a not-for-profit, it's it's quite difficult because we're not selling anything. We're, what we're selling really is behavior change. And that, that's really hard to quantify. What we have done to try and broaden the scope of the of the website. So Weirdly, when I was working at the Climate Institute or that that those years ago, um, I helped was helping to build a rating system for global superannuation funds around the world on how they're invested in carbon. And it was a very unpopular project because a lot of these superannuation funds were like, uh, we don't really want to tell you any of this information, but it's definitely move moving in the right direction. So what I what I weirdly after the fires um last year in Australia, which were devastating and they they really it really affected me. I, I got really depressed. I was really just like, this is happening. Like climate change is like on our doorstep. Mm. I was personally kind of thinking maybe responsible cafes had, had done its thing and we'd achieved a goal of trying to get cafes to accept reusables. And that was all great. And I was thinking, maybe we'll just let it go. And then the fires hit and then thinking, hang on, these 5,000 cafes, which have shown some kind of interest in in their environmental impact, can we take them on a journey further down the line? And I was getting contacted by lots of cafes going, hey, I now only <laughs> talking the straws. I, I, I don't use straws or I use paper straws or I don't use plastic bags. And I was like, great, but I don't know how to tell people that. Mm. So I started thinking about a rating system for cafes, creating some kind of system where cafes can tick off all of the environmental actions they're taking and then get given a rating and then people can search for them. But it was just very much like an idea. And then COVID hit which um as you know has been absolutely like catastrophic for the reusable cup and i don't know how i mean it really it boggles me because it's just it's it really has been targeted really as a, a symbol of community transmission when there really isn't that much proof that someone pouring a coffee into a reusable cup like even a contactless pour has been banned in some locations which yeah. is it, yeah. So yeah, I, I, over COVID-19, I sat in my office and worked with a, a lovely developer overseas and we built the rating system. So not only can cafes, when they when they register with us, do they get to demonstrate that what they're doing with their coffee cup waste, they can also tick up all these other actions. So from their relationship with compostables, speaking of compostables, their relationship with the community. So what are they doing in their community? 
their relationship with other single-use plastics and their supply chain. So are they using, for instance, renewable energy? Do they use um, non-toxic cleaning products? And each of those little items get given a weighted point and then they get spat out a bean rating. And a bean rating could be something like a one bean cafe is someone that just offers a discount for using their own cup. But a gold bean cafe is doing all these amazing things like offering vegan menu options. They're doing, they've got, um, um, they're giving away their coffee grounds to the community. There's all these great other things they're doing. Oh, that's fantastic. So we want to look out for those gold beans. I have not been able to find one in Perth yet. Maybe I'm not looking correctly. I found a few, like one or two beans. And then I'm like, no, we need to get your beans up. Like, (laughs) what can we do more? The important thing to understand about a rating system like that is it's not to, it's not to shame cafes which aren't doing so great it's to celebrate the ones that are doing really well and then give the education to the ones that can rise up and coffee culture is so big in Australia like oh yeah it's interesting having gone from working on a really huge thing like climate change like it's so big like the problem is so huge but then when you can really work on a project like responsible cafes where you can really target a very specific industry and the collective power of those 5,000 businesses is huge if you can if we can ignite them all to do just move in the right direction and like hearing um some of the speakers yesterday in our summit that we put on just hearing about just turning your coffee machine off at night I mean what such a simple thing but it saves like an extraordinary amount of energy and carbon emissions so you know look at even if we could just get half of those 5,000 cafes to turn off their coffee machine at night that's 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 epic Wow. And I mean, when it comes to like the coffee cup, the takeaway or single use um, coffee cups, you know, a lot of people and I do my fair share of uh, bin peeking (laughs) to look what's in people's bins. And I'm shocked, you know, how many times I see in the recycle bin, there it is, coffee cup laying there with all the other recyclables. And, you know, people need to kind of realize that, yes, it has paper in the product, but it also has a very nasty plastic lining. That's why you can Mm. keep the coffee in the cup. To recycle coffee cups, like, I don't think even we do recycle the coffee cups in Australia. Yeah, it depends which, yeah, which council. It's very, you know, and it depends which product. Because as as I said earlier, there are so many different types of products now that require lots of different types of. The the best option is not to use a single use option, I feel. So always, you know, get your reusables or sit down, have a cup or the mug libraries is amazing. I've been seeing many more of them pop up, which is great. So if you then still want to take away the cup, then, you know, bring it back and order another one or something. So that's amazing. I think the big thing as well is, you know, there are days where I'm thinking, why am I doing this? Like, it's just a coffee cup. Like, seriously, just like, really. What's bigger about it, I believe, and I haven't, I'd love to do some research. If anyone's listening and works in a research company, please get in touch with me because I'd love to do this. I'd love to find out. My my personal belief is that if we can get people to think a little bit about their habits, their daily routine with a coffee cup, and they change and they switch to reuse, what other things can you get them to start thinking about? So it's called a gateway into, into environmental thinking. So, you know, I still get people texting me saying, I've just thought, I've started using my reusable cup. You should be so proud of me. And I'm like, you know what? I am really proud of you. Well done. And then I'm like, 
how about getting a composter at home? Like, <laughs> what next? It's the beginning of a journey, I believe. I don't have any stats to prove that, but I, I honestly think that if we can get people, because it's a, such a daily commodity, can you start getting to people, people and business owners to start thinking about what else they're doing if they can switch to this small behavior and then the behavior keeps moving? I mean, if we just look at all of these cafes, like I've heard so many amazing stories from some of your cafes that part of the responsible cafes and what they are doing is like phenomenal. It's like totally next level. So that is kind of how, you know, I think some of it, you know, some cafes might join and start and maybe they might be a one bean cafe, but now they are hearing that it is possible to do all of these other things. And sometimes I think people think when they have to be sustainable, when they have to do the the more eco-friendly options and stuff, it's more expensive or it's, you know, more of this. But by switching off your coffee machine every night, it's not more expensive to do that. It's literally, it's going to save you money as well. So just by by these people promoting it. So I think that is, that's phenomenal. And I, I just have so much respect for you guys. And I think it's just going to grow from strength to strength. You guys do so much to actually support um, like the cafes and, you know, offer them some assistance. And, you know, you also have like a supplier list on your website that, you share with people. And I mean, you can view it now. Our crazy birds can go to that list now and see some of the supplies and stuff that you've got on there. So why was that important for you to also supply that information? Yeah, it's quite a new, it's quite a new um, element to the website. So the idea is that not only do we give them a way of being rated, but then we can then feed in products, which we think that we've kind of looked at and vetted and checked the greenwashing So we can recommend them and just say, if you want to get your points up, these products are great. These products are great. And what we're trying to do is also kind of broker some like competitive deals with them. I mean, it's still early days. The purchasing power, you know, is great. So if we could get everyone onto a renewable energy um, provider, or if we can get everyone to use a specific type of product, which cleaning product, which isn't toxic. I don't know. There's, there's, there's plenty of room for, for help, for helping them. And also it helps them not have to make some hard decisions. And yeah, I mean, that, that's the idea anyway. Oh, that's so cool. And I mean, we've kind of talk, um, talked about the summit that you guys are having. So it's every Tuesday. Uh, next week, I believe is the last one. There's just been amazing people talking. Like, you know, you've kind of showed some case studies on what some cafes are doing and have them tell their story. And I was blown away because, again, next level. (laughs) I'll try and share some of those in the show notes as well. So people can actually go and have a look because it's just, it's just phenomenal. And so what inspired you guys to kind of put together this like whole summit to provide more knowledge and also the opportunity to ask questions to some cafes or even suppliers? Yeah, I think, I think the big thing was, is that last year, as we know, the cafe industry it got hit really hard, like every industry got hit, hit very hard by COVID. And we went back, we went really went back in terms of everyone's opinions on reusables. So we knew we had to do something, make a push in the right direction. But what we also noticed was that during lockdown, cafes were actually like lifelines. They were these community hubs. They were really where people were getting that connection, that daily, daily connection. And for me, what it really confirmed is that if we can get these stories create some change within these these community locations, then it can rub off on the community. And then the and then the third thing was that, which you've already touched on, is that we needed to 
I felt like we needed to dispel some of the myths around the cost involved with doing the right thing, because actually there are some amazing products now and and great bright thinkers who have decided to to dedicate their lives to figuring out some of these huge problems that we have around the environment. And we needed to highlight them in a way that was able for cafes to kind of consume that information. So the idea was around the summit was to bring together inspiring people and create as much great content as possible and then just feed it out to cafes over the next year. So, you know, just some of the stuff around the circular economy, for instance, is incredible. Like if you can, and, and it saves money, you know, it really is proven that if you get some of these right processes in place, you're not only saving environmental waste or carbon emissions, you're you're saving money. Like it's a win-win. And so that was the big thing is that we wanted to go You've had a tough year last year. Let's try and get back on track environmentally, but also let's try and save you some bloody money. Exactly. So yeah, that's, oh, that's, that's that, where we've got to. That's amazing. And so you guys started uh, back in 2013, I believe. Since then, that's, that's quite a journey that you've walked. What would you say has been some of the impacts that, you know, if you look back over the years... Before COVID hit, we actually, we would do, uh, we did a survey um, out to all our cafes and we always used to get quite a good response with like 250 people, um, cafes could respond. We found that on average, an average cafe would be saving 35.2 cups per day from landfill based upon the discount that they were giving customers. So the impact that's 35.2 cups per day, that over a year with 5,000 cafes, 365 days. We're talking like 70 billion cups wow. being saved from landfill. It's a lot. It's big numbers. So I'm really proud of that achievement. But also, do you know what? Sometimes I'll just get a little email from someone, you know, it might be a school ch- a school person or a cafe just saying, thanks, I, I read your guide on compostables or I read your guide on um, alternative milks. And I learned that, actually dairy is really bad for the environment there's an alternative milk and and thank you and you're, I'm like oh yeah someone's listening <laughs> you oh, know yeah. it's those little wins that just kind of feed feed me and you know it's not much but it does definitely definitely makes me feel good oh that's amazing and obviously keep you going and feeling inspired to to continue the work how's the conversations changed you know since 2013 how has it become to actually go and talk to a cafe about certain stuff? Do you think it has become easier or do you still find these many cafes like, hey, I will do what I want and I don't really care about the environment or stuff? Or how how are you finding those conversations like eight years down the line? That's really interesting because I find as an organization, our role is to ignite the community to have those conversations. So it's really important that we arm the community with the conversation starters and the information to go to their local cafe where they go every day and they speak to their barista or the owner, give them the tools to have those conversations because they're not going to listen to a random coming in who's, you know, having coffee. So I think there's definitely been a temperature change in the last, really the last six months of people really now really listening. There was definitely a push after the war on waste and there was a lot of kind of people up in arms about it and then it went okay well let's just all go back to using our disposables again mm-hmm. you know there was definitely I found like there was there was a real excitement over the the program and then 
things died down. And then I think really do believe that after COVID, people are really listening. They're really looking for change and they're really, they're, they need it. We need it as a race because the humans are, are not doing great. We are on a collision course for disaster if we don't start moving in a different direction quickly. And I think COVID really has demonstrated that. So, you know, a lot of my peers and colleagues who are working in the environmental space have all noticed that there is a real shift. I mean, what do you, have you felt that shift? Yeah, I think so. From, from where I was, you know, doing stuff and obviously recently moving back to Australia, I can definitely see that people are more aware and people are trying to do more for the sustain like environment and, you know, try to be more sustainable. So definitely. And I, I, I think each of us need to also realize the power of our voices and the power of our money. You know, every time that you buy a cup of coffee that comes in a takeaway cup, you are saying yes to takeaway cups. You are saying, you know, have more of that. Bring, let's fill the entire landfill of takeaway coffee cups. So if you spend that money otherwise, you know, if you go to a cafe and, you know, you kind of have this conversation with them, whether it is your favorite cafe, if they have the best, like, I don't know, Anzac cookies in the whole of Australia, but they refuse to become more sustainable or allow you to use a reusable or give you in a ceramic cup, then you need to kind of vote with your money and go and find the second best Anzac cookie and enjoy it just as much. And, you know, because the more people would do that, you know, the cafe will kind of realize, okay, we're losing business. And if we don't change, we are going to keep on losing business. So, you know, have those conversations if it's difficult. And I think that's why you guys are actually so amazing because, you know, we can just pop onto your website and say, you know, have a look here, have a listen. They've got all the tools, check out with them or even, you know, ask questions. So it's really that conversation that needs to start. And for someone, like if I think about my own journey, you know, 10 years ago, I was that lady at the cafe with my takeaway coffee cup, even though I was sitting at the cafe, because I didn't know better. And once I knew better, I, I just can't go back. I can't unsee the stuff and the effects that that has. So uh, my hope is that more people would do that and kind of learn as, as they go as well. So yeah, it's definitely, definitely changing, I think. Yeah, I mean, I think also going back to what I was saying about the symbolism of a cup. I mean, it's, this is a bit harsh, but it it kind of you're walking around, especially with some of the branded ones. You're walking around saying this brand doesn't care, and guess what? I don't care either. You know, exactly. it's, it to me that's what it that's what it says. It is really important with what we try and do with everything with our communications around responsible cafes is that it's positive. You know, we really think behave powerful behavior change comes from not shaming or guilt tripping people into doing the right thing it's 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 celebrating the wins and that's why we've actually started that um that series of cafes that are killing it to really go and film these incredible oh my god just such lovely people who are just little silent heroes in my opinion community heroes in the background just doing incredible stuff like going out of their way to really reduce their impact and you know, I, what one cafe brought me to tears. I've got to say, I just was like, I had to stop filming. And I was just like, I just, <laughs> just so, yeah, really it, <laughs> crying now just thinking about it. Yeah. It just, 
it's inspiring. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. So what is next for the responsible cafes? <laughs> oh, look, I don't know. I mean, I, it's a, it is a labor of love. I've got to say it's, it's one of those things where there are days where I, I wonder what, what next, but Something that's come out of the summit, amazingly, I got we got a, a, a bunch of cafes contacted me saying, we really want to try a weekend of, of no single-use cups. Can you help us create some kind of communications campaign around it? And I was like, yes, let's, oh, wow. let, let me help you. And so like it's from a strategic perspective, we do kind of, I do kind of shoot from the hip a bit. It's not a very planned thing, but I would love to create an app of some sort where we really start bringing this rating system really to, to life, but, um, or, or, yeah, just trying to get really just trying to leverage that, that rating system in terms of what, what next response for cafes, I think I'm going to let it, let it, um, we've given it a really, really good push over the next six months. And now I think it's time just to see where, see, see where some of that sits and, and, um, step back a bit and, and make a, make a plan. Oh, that's amazing. Well, I am for sure looking forward to seeing what is going to happen next with you guys. I'm so proud of all the work that you guys are doing. And it's just phenomenal to see that, you know, what you have achieved in, in the last eight years and excited to see what the ne- what the future holds. But yeah, other than being very passionate about, you know, coffee cups and trying to help cafes, you also write and you illustrate children books. And that was kind of also, I think, inspired by your your own child. And yeah, can you tell us a little bit more about these illustrations and the books? And they're actually around nature. So I went swimming with whales, which was just amazing. If any incredible opportunity, I went to um, Tonga um, before COVID and swam with humpback whales and their and their babies and. I talk about life changing. It really was. I mean, I I used to just come out just with my goggles on, just like bawling my eyes out. It was just, it was such a heart opening experience. And yeah, I just had this idea for um, a little children's story. And then I got my old paint set out from when I was, I've got the same paint set that my dad gave me when I was about seven. And I, I found it and I just sat, decided to sit down during COVID and, and start painting. And it, yeah, a really beautiful, it was a gift actually for me because it was, you know, last year was a tough year. So I, I was given this gift from the universe really. And now it's a book and you can buy it and I've got a website and everything. So yeah, it's all kind of, it's all kind of organically happened that way, but I've got two other books as well. And they're all around, all around children connecting to nature and, and the importance of around mental health, but also caring for the environment as well. It's, you know, it's so, so important to get those messages across. Oh, that's amazing. So what is that website that we can, our crazy birds can head over there and check out your books? Yeah, it's called The Whale Who Could Not Sing. So it's about a humpback whale who couldn't sing. Did you know only male whales could sing? Oh, no, I did not know that. I I know the story quite well about the lonely whale that, you know, signals at 52 hertz. But yeah, I didn't know it's only the males. Yeah. Like all the... Yeah, yeah, so they use it for mating. And so this is a little story about um, a male whale who is lost and he can't sing, but he meets a little butterfly who helps him gain his confidence. And actually he could always sing. He just never had the confidence to try. Oh, what a beautiful story. So yeah, Crazy Beards, go and check that out. That sounds amazing. I would love to see more of that. And that's quite a, quite cool. So 
probably one one good thing to mention is that when a cafe signs up, they get all the rating system, but they also get access to all these free resources like posters and guides. And so it's well worth, you know, diving into an account just, you know, to get some of those posters. So you don't have to think about your own communication strategy around some of these things. But also if you're a keen bean, that's what we call our wonderful coffee lovers. And they can go to the website and also there are guides based upon how to ignite your community or your cafe to get back on the reuse train. So there's plenty of stuff there to get get stuck in stuck into. That's so cool. And one thing that I just remembered, oh, well, not just one thing about the summit, many things, but there's one thing popped out about the talkie table. Oh my goodness. I thought that was amazing. So some of the cafes, like, can you, can you like explain more? I might, you know, screw up your story. <laughs> yeah. One of the community um, sections of the rating, there's what's called a, do you have a talkie table? And the idea behind that is that it can either be once a week or throughout the week that you, we've got a little sign that goes on the table that says this table is open for community conversations. So there are a lot of lonely people out there and you know, the idea that they could sit at, sit and have a coffee at a, at a table that someone else could come and sit down and just ask how their day is, I think is a really um, huge impact that a, that a cafe can have on the community. So yeah, you can. Love that. Love that idea. And so Joe, what has been one of your most important decisions that you've made around Mama Earth? I think being a mum myself is probably my biggest gift to Mama Earth and in that if I can pass on as much wisdom and well I'm not sure if I'm wise but if I can if I can ignite passion in my daughter and her generation through my books or through responsible cafes or through you know really how do we get that next generation to to be the change because I feel like the horse has bolted with a lot of the generation above us we really need to make sure that the next generation Unfortunately, they're going to have to clean up quite a lot of this mess, which is heartbreaking, but give them the confidence and the tools and the ability and the education to just to to move in the right direction. Yeah, that would be. So now we are moving into our final five. So the first one is what is one social media account or publication that you follow? I'm going to shout out our amazing cousin over the ditch in New Zealand called uyo.co.nz. And they are basically kind of responsible cafes um, over in New Zealand. And I absolutely love the lady that founded it. She's just, I mean, an angry, angry, wonderful lady making huge impact. So definitely worth looking at some of their stuff. Awesome. And what is your hope for Mama Earth going forward? that all of these startups and tech minds can solve some of our problems quickly. And what advice can you give our crazy birds this week to help out Mama Earth? Well, obviously, get on the reuse train again. There's, there's, um, get Dust off that reusable cup or just find a mug in your cupboard and take that around the corner to your cafe. But I'm a massive composter, so get, get, get a compost at home this week. It's great. They'll love it. You'll, you'll just enjoy it. I enjoy it. I love seeing compost grow. And what is one sustainability fact that you like to use in a room with people not yet on a sustainable journey? I love telling people how often I take out my red bin. I'm a bit proud of that, I've got to say, uh, because, because of my composting fetish. <laughs> 
I um, hardly um, take out my red bin because you don't really need to when you take out all the organics. But really, um, yeah, I, I, I'm not, I haven't got the best memory. So facts and me are not, <laughs> are not great. Oh, well, that, so how often do you take out the red bin then? Once every two months, probably. Okay. Oh, wow. That's great. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. And Joe, where can people find you and the Responsible Cafes? Um, oh, they can find us online at um, responsiblecafes.org or on our Instagram or Facebook. We'd love to. We'd love to see you there. And we're always open for positive conversations around reuse and the environment. So jump on board. Oh, awesome. Well, thank you so much. It was amazing talking to you. I'm sure our crazy birds have actually learned a lot. I've learned um, quite a few things from you over the last few weeks as well and throughout this conversation. So thank you so much for everything you're doing and keep up this magical passion of yours. It's really making a difference. Oh, you're so lovely. Thanks so much. And that's a wrap. Huge thank you for our amazing guest for being on the podcast and for sharing their journey with us. You can find the show notes of this episode on the mamaearthtalk.com's website. The biggest thank you goes out to all of you crazy birds for listening to the podcast. If you have not already listened to all of the episodes, you can go back to a few of them. You will absolutely love them. I really enjoyed recording every single one of them and I really hope that you enjoy listening to them. There's over a hundred episodes so if you feel a little bit lost on which one to listen to next maybe select one of the episodes with guests that you might want to know more of and start from there. If you enjoy the episodes why not tell a friend about the podcast and maybe share an episode with them. Let them know that we are here and we are waiting for them with open arms and they are all very welcome to join the crazy birds globally. If you have a question for me, please send them over. The best place would probably be a DM on Instagram at Design by Mariska or pop me an email at hello at mamaearthtalk.com. If there's a particular guest or topic that you would like to hear on the podcast, let me know. I love to hear from all you crazy birds. New episodes are uploaded every second Monday, so make sure to subscribe that you do not miss a thing. Mama Earth has a voice and it's us crazy birds.